0: Hello and welcome to Down the Slope. I'm Ewan, and as ever, I'm joined by Harry and Greg. How are we doing, boys? Good evening. All right, bloody Unai, Emory. I'm alright, mate. <laughs> Good weekend.
1: Hopefully not for Harry with the haircut he's sporting at the moment, but yeah, the good weekend.
0: <laughs> I think oh. I look cracking. Um, I know, nah, mate, it's, it's just getting used to this winning nonsense, eh? it's just too easy these days. You're not even getting excited anymore, it's routine business. Free Very boring. boring. Well, I tell you, I tell you what, that was probably the least enjoyable Hibs game that I've watched this season, and I'll tell you for why. Friday night, Zoom call, I've asked a bottle of gin, and I woke up on Saturday morning, one bathroom slept in, one carpet whited on, one bottle of gin doing. Uh so I was supposed to be really golfing at
1: showing you the card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was supposed to be golfing like half ten on Saturday morning. I woke up at about two o'clock, I think it was by the time I put in in, in, in the group chat. <laughs> uh, and then Sunday was a right off and off. But Hibbs certainly made the hangover easier, at least although the first ten minutes um, wasn't great, however I think the fact that Hamilton started well has been totally overplayed like Brian Rice saying the sending off totally changed the game, I mean of course it did, it happened 12 minutes into the game like, you, you know what sending off does Brian thank you So, I mean what, what did you make of the sending off and sort of the play leading up to it, because Hamilton had started well, but in, is, it, is it a red card for you?
1: Um, I think it probably looks worse than it is um, I think the way the way he's flown in looks bad, but oh, it's one of them. It's, it's reckless, isn't it? Like in today's book, play a red card. But yeah, I thought that maybe five five years ago that's not a red. Five years ago that's that's a booking. But I thought they, they started all right. Um, well done. You start the game well. Hibs have done that numerous times this season and not one, So. Well done, Brian Rice. We'll give you the three points for starting well the first 12 minutes. Um, Absolutely terrible shout from him, to be honest. They hit the post, but other than that, well done for passing that boot. You know, there wasn't really a lot of threat. They they passed it. They moved it. Hibs looked hungover like you. I really, I I wasn't overly concerned, to be honest. Hibbs were always going to grow into the game. We've got goals in our team, you know, and I know that they've had a good couple of weeks, but we've consistently had goals in our team. Um and yeah, I think the sending off did change things, but that's what happens when you go go a man shot. Sometimes it can make it more difficult, but I thought that we coped very well and getting the goal soon after. The sending off was key. I thought it kinda of knock knocked them off a bit, but fair play to them for for sticking at it. They keep they keep going every week and um, you know, I think they managed to bring another couple of passes together, which is putting another couple of points to them. So, so just but to yeah, clarify, nah, thought,
0: red card or no red card? Because that's all I fucking asked.
1: I actually made my made my feelings clear. <laughs> I said it probably was a red card because it's reckless in today's game, but possibly five years ago that's a yellow.
0: Harry, what be um, you? Then I think you. I mean, I think at the time I said it was probably a bit, a little bit harsh, but can, it was definitely it, 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 it was rash from the from the defender. Um, it was high to be fair um, but I thought maybe it was a wee bit harsh what did, I know you were probably out of the three as you definitely thought it was a red card didn't you? The thing is for me I think when you look at it slowed down it doesn't look anything like a red card but you didn't look at it slowed down, the referee and the linesman have watched yep. it free. the boy's put in a let him know you're there tackle and he's done it late, if you do that late and you connect with the boy which he's done he's lucky he's not connected with him harder because if he connects with him literally half a second earlier then he's literally broke them into. So for me, it's a red card if you watch it in full speed, but everybody will watch it in half speed in the 32 angles and that, and they will find 18 angles where it's no red card. And knowing the SFA compliance officer, we will probably get booked for it or something instead (laughs) of them getting suspension upheld. So for me, I think in the modern day, as Greg said as well, I think it is a red card. It was just a bit of nonsense. I I I don't really understand why he's sweating that hard. I think as well, I think the fact that as Martin Boyle. Obviously, I think the boy knows that he has to get over quickly. And obviously, the pace he's coming in and stuff, it, it did look bad. Let's let's be honest, it looked bad. And like you say, when it slowed down, maybe not so much. But it is high. That's that's the thing for me. It's high. And I think, I think Harry, maybe you think, remember Ryan Porteous one against Rangers? For me, I didn't think it was a red card. But then I, I guess, up. but then I, I think they're probably both similar in the sense that like like you say, like you, me and Greg probably didn't think either of them were Reds, and, and you do. And Greg obviously touched on it straight away. So Harry, I'll come to you. Just how important do you think it was that we scored literally straight after that? I mean, I I made the mistake of still having reality soccer Saturday on my TV. So I seen that Martin Boyle scored about three minutes before the Hibs pass showed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just how important was it that we scored like you say, like I said, right after that, because it was from the from the set play the set play on it. Aye, because obviously Hamilton, um, as well as they played in the first 10 minutes, I don't think that they actually came with a game plan of sitting in the entire game. I don't even think that when they went down to 10 men, they reverted to that. So that was always going to be an option because obviously they spent most of the season doing that. And then Brian Rice has done the usual Hamilton. They've realised they can play football halfway through the season. Um, But yeah, no, I think even for a confidence thing, because I think, as Greg touched on again, Um, We did look really rusty in that first 12 minutes until they got the man sent off. We just looked like we were a step behind them. But I think that match fitness is a massive thing. The fact we went 13 days or 14 days without a game before that um, was big for us. And I think after half an hour, even if they had kept the 11 men, we would have came into the game a lot more. But as you say, I think just for momentum, if anything, that goal was massive for us because it just kind of put everybody at ease and we did look confident from there. What about you, Greg?
1: Yeah, I thought that possibly not having the game last week was either going to help or hinder us. Um, they had a bit more momentum coming into the game, obviously from their win. But I wasn't, I wasn't overly concerned by them at all. Um, thought it was pretty, pretty simple. The frustrated missing the penalty that would have been maybe eased us a bit more and, and such like. But um, nah, I thought I thought we were in total control of the full game and. Pretty standard, a wee bit boring at times because it was so standard. But yeah, three points is crucial this this time of the season.
0: Yeah, so you obviously touched on it. So after after obviously went one of luck, we had a lot, we had a couple of chances, good save from Josh Doig. I can't remember if that was before or after the penalty. I think it was before, and then the penalty comes, and again, I mean, on I know sports scene. I've obviously they've on both nights. Uh, I've said they didn't think it's a penalty or they couldn't tell it's a penalty. And what annoyed me on the fact is. I think on Saturday night they said that the referee made his decision quickly. He never made his decision quickly for the for the red card, for the penalty he did, but he looked adamant it was a penalty. Like, I thought, again, I, thought I was soft, I'm not going to lie, but it just shows how absolutely gigantic we are, that we are getting penalties every weekend. <laughs> uh, Harry, what did you think about the penalty? Yeah, it's one of those ones that, like, when they're not given, you talk to yourself and you're you your like to your mates, that should be given every time. Then when they are given, you're kind of like, should that be given every time? It's it's just, uh, it's kind of similar to the one that Port just got against Hamilton, I thought, and I thought that one was a penalty, so I suppose I should double down and say this was a penalty as well. It's just, it's the type of thing, you're, you get away with contact in the box, but if the referee sees you, you don't, so it's just yeah. getting lucky and making sure there's men in the way between you and the ref, and there wasn't for him, unfortunately, but so At least the and missed the penalty. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so obviously, 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 Martin Boyle a great finish for the first goal, um, but then unfortunately doesn't doesn't obviously doesn't convert the penalty, and we we're going to have a full sort of wee section on Martin Boyle tonight and just how instrumental he's been to the recent run of form. But in terms of just penalties, obviously he got the gig uh, on the back of Kevin Nisbet's couple of failings. Does he stay on penalties you know what I mean like first miss so he, he stays on them until maybe he misses again, Um or does if Kevin Lisbeth starts a game or Jamie Murphy Scott Allen, Joe or whoever does someone else take over uh, the penalty responsibility going forward do you think?
1: I think um, I, would, I would keep him on him I don't think you can have one penalty miss and then all of a sudden get dragged off I think <sighs> I don't, I didn't think his penalty against Aberdeen was great, but it was low enough that Joe Lewis couldn't get to it. I think his penalty at the weekend wasn't great. It was a good height for the goalie, but he seems very composed in the, taking the penalties, so I, I don't really see any need to to change them. And, and he's in a good bit of form as well, so you know what, you want know, to keep that going and, and keep the trust in him.
0: Absolutely. Harry, what over you? I just want to make it absolutely clear that Christian Doidge go, goes anywhere near me. <laughs> don't his penalty away to our bro that. Arbrook pre-season, aye. Oh, so as long as he's not on them, I don't care. I think that... Uh, did, Jamie, I, did Jamie Murphy score a penalty at any point? No, um, he scored the rebound against Celtic. Yeah, Nisbet uh, missed uh, against Celtic uh, and then Murphy. I think some... The thing is with penalties, right, for me, Anyone should be able to score them, but see all the players in the team that I would they want taking a penalty. It would be Martin Boyle. Like I don't know why. Like just see when I seen him stepping up a how Howard to take the penalty, I was like, ah shit.
1: Like. <laughs> a bit like that one set pieces when he was on name for the first while as well. You're like, ah, oh, I can. Here we go.
0: <laughs> and I mean, like like I say, we are absolutely we are absolutely gigantic. So there is a fair chance that we're going to get another penalty this weekend because we are getting oh, okay. our fair shaded I mean, look, I think it's been coming this season, but we are in a fairly good run of form for uh, getting refereeing decisions. I would say, but no, I think penalty against Aberdeen is a penalty. The one against St Mirren mm-hmm. probably is a penalty, but I don't think you'd had too many complaints if they, if you never got them. The same with the red card as well. I think if that had been given, as a... I do think we're on a decent little spell of getting results. Uh, results, uh, res- well, yeah, we're on a fucking great spell of getting results, but getting refereeing decisions as well. So either we're going to continue that or give away the world's softest penalty at the weekend. <laughs> so we'll see you what, know comes what in. one it is. <laughs> and then, like I mean, after the penalty, I think we do well not to let that not to let that. Uh, throw us off our game, and we have plenty of chances in the second half. Great save from Chris Cadden. I feel there was another really good save as well before Josh Doig killed the game. Uh, obviously, Josh Doig got man of the match. Greg, I think me and you were really impressed with Josh Doig at the weekend. Harry. You, Someone wasn't. You weren't so much uh, going against the grain. You were not having Josh I'm, Doig was having that. Great I'm going to quote
1: Harry here. Harry made a comment saying that Josh Doig should be dropped. That was about 20 minutes into the game. <laughs> he said uh, that again about two seconds before
0: he scored that. Because, see, that um, is for me. I think that Josh. But, you,
1: you continue the quote and I'll. I'll. Yeah, so, I, I thought again from Josh Doig another excellent performance. Um don't know what game Harry was watching. But I thought, I, I just think he, he's so mobile up and down the left. I think he adds a lot more than, than just a left back.
0: Can I just say, if it was um, Paul Hanlon that stood on that ball, oh, you
1: wouldn't be saying the same time. Uh, you're right, um, but he is young, uh, and he does make mistakes, and Paul Hanlon's 12 years older than him and shouldn't be making mistakes anymore, so I'll forgive him. Um, he, the difference is that when Paul Hanlon makes mistakes, team's score, so... Well, they hit the post. Did yeah, <laughs> he score? Um, I, I, I think George I think Stoig's very good... Going forward, as well. I mean, he bursts, he busts himself to get in the box, and and you've seen that with the sec, with, with the goal that he scored. He's he's absolutely bust himself to get in the box. He's bust himself up and down the line. He's and defensively he's sound as well. So I'm quite interested to see what Harry Harry thinks of that um, after what I'm dropped. All
0: right. Well, so the first. Be okay to
1: take a slice of humble pie, because me and you have to do it a couple of times this season.
0: Well, first t- ten minutes of the game, before the red Nah, card, he'll just you. double down, he'll just double down, he doesn't need to eat I mean, humble I'm pie, he will uh, double am yeah. down. Am I allowed to speak or he's going to keep interrupting? That's three times I've started, oh my goodness!
1: Can you interrupt until you agree that you oh. will take a
0: slice? Well, I'll, I'll take a slice in a second, alright? So, anyway... <laughs> For the third time, the first 10 minutes of the game, first time, slips at the edge of the ball because he's clearly not got his boots on right, gives the ball away, they get a shot that Marciano has to save. Then five minutes later, he tries to pass the ball, accidentally traps it, gives it away, they hit the post. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm frustrated, I'm watching the game, I'm annoyed. Ewan's hungover, so I'm having to do the Twitter instead of just enjoying the game. (laughs) (laughs) I, I didn't think that he was particularly bad in the first half after that, I just didn't think he was involved. I thought that all of our play was coming down the other side in the first half so that he didn't really have to get involved. And the only thing that was lingering in my head was the fact that he's made those two mistakes early on. And in the second half, he went and got the ball about 60 yards out and shot from about 45 yards out. And I was just thinking, what are you doing? We're actually getting a good attack going. So I was really wound up still from the first half. And then as soon as I messaged in the group chat said, go and get this boy dropped, go and get him hooked. What is the point? Josh Roy's just really annoying me. He started playing brilliantly, he started running folk, he started cutting crosses in, and then he scored his goal, and then Ewan was like, should we still take him off? And I was like, "I, we should still take him off, feeling like an absolute idiot, but um, I, I don't think he was man of the match. I thought that he had a good performance, and I'm glad he got his goal, but um, yeah. I would say he got no more than an 8 out of 10 from me. I think he's had much better performances than that, to be honest, than a Hibbs top, um, defensively. I, I didn't see the magic that everybody on Twitter seemed to be seeing. I thought that defensively he looked quite shabby on Saturday compared to what he has done in the past, to the extent that I has been in the group chat, should we move him forward and see if he can actually play as yeah. a winger? Because I think that it's players like David Witherspoon. He started as a right-back for Hibs, and now he's playing right wing for St. Johnston. And before he left Hibs, he started playing right midfield for us. So yeah. I wouldn't mind actually seeing Josh Doig pushed further up the pitch. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was frustrated, and it was the wee things nibbling away at me, like the two wee mistakes at the start, and then, you know, when you're annoyed at someone and they take a stupid and it shot? Just, it just keeps yeah. I Can I just guess. say,
1: I wasn't annoyed at any point during that game, so who's the negative <laughs> one now, Harry?
0: I never had any... I've never had any power in my body to be annoyed at anyone. Um, no, but um, I mean, I think it goes a long way to say it as well, though, that when we're saying, you are said oh, you don't think you got any more than 8 out of 10 and it wasn't one of his better games, I think it shows just how good Josh dog has been this season yeah, for Hibs. And I think, obviously, the, the news coming out today, I think in the evening news, um, saying that, the the club and his agent or whoever they're sorting out a long term deal and it seems fairly likely that's going to get signed. That can only be a good thing for the club as well. And I think I think that probably tells you that the um, the rumours in January might well be true as well because clubs are looking obviously to really secure their. I was going to say secure their investment, but obviously he's come through the sort of youth academy, but secure a good deal whenever the time does come that if he, if he leaves. Um, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Do you have it? I mean, I'd think probably four years. I think his current deal was 2023, so what's that two years. So I'd take a guess maybe two year extension where we wage hike. which is, Would that be all right for both views?
1: Yeah, if Ron wants to run that bias, then certainly that's that right.
0: <laughs> just drop it, just <laughs> fire us an yeah. email across. But will probably have
1: a different view after slated him, but yeah.
0: He's glad yeah, to see us tying down our the, assets, though, because obviously you've got yeah, Kyle McGinnis four-year deal, Kevin Nisbet four-year deal, Josh Doyle. Like we say, likelihood this is going to be a long contract if he's signing a new one. You're you're starting to see players come in on longer deals than existing players.
1: I think it's quite important as well because it means that you're, the the better players the more valuable. Players aren't leaving on free transfers. Um, obviously we done it at the start of the, start of the season with Boyle. He kind of had a couple of months off after that, but. You know, you're more valuable players. You want to keep on long deals. You want to keep them tied down because it means teams are going to have to pay quite over the odds to get them, which which shoots us right down the ground, to be fair.
0: Yeah. I think as well, um, the obvious person to compare them to is just because of the age bracket and the positions, Aaron Hickey. And um, Hart's managed to get a, like, a decent amount of money for him. But yep. I think if they had him on a three or four-year deal, they could have probably got three, four million for him. So I think if we get him on a five-year deal now or whatever, because like... I think we've made it clear um, in the transfer window that every player does have their price, so he knows that if he signs a four or five year deal, that if some big team does come in for him for a reasonable price, we're not just going to hold him prisoner. So I think that the fact that we're like the way we're dealing, I think, leaves players comfortable to actually sign these contracts, which is good. Well, that's it. And do you have any anything further to add to the Hamilton game? I think what Greg Greg mentioned, yeah, maybe. It, not boring, but um, by, no, by no means was it a classic, was it? Let's be real, but we got the job done.
1: And I've got something to add that doesn't relate to Hibs about I Saturday and about how yeah. the SFA like to throw stones in glass oh. houses about other teams and other people breaking the rules. How about they take a bit of accountability? They broke the rules themselves, so they should be docked points and null and void the season with <laughs> both Rangers and Celtic receiving larger deductions and points. Due to their mishaps and Hibs who have been squeaky cleared all season um win the league. And that, that is only a fair way, in my opinion.
0: Speaking about logical. that speaking about that, we've not had we've not had any confirmation of the player that was isolating, but I'm guessing we're on the assumption it's Kyle
1: McGuinness. Yeah, I think so. I think he was the one that was missing and I wouldn't imagine it would be Stephen McGinn. Um so yeah, I think it's it's probably McGinnis and if it is him or whoever it is speedy recovery.
0: Yeah, I think this I think the the article said that like the sort of release said that they didn't show any symptoms or anything. It was just obviously they'd been in contact with someone that had it. So hopefully they get a speedy recovery if they do have any symptoms. And obviously the I think again the obvious thing coming out of Saturday's game is Martin Boyle. Scored again. Unbelievable finish. Uh, a goal you don't see all that often, other than in FIFA, like Harry nicely put on, on the Twitter page. Um, so in the last four games, that's Martin Boyle got five goals and only two assists because Opta have given, uh, haven't given have given them the assist for the second goal because they don't think the pass was intended for Josh Doig, and I think that is absolutely spot on. But fuck's sake, just give him the assist. Like, <laughs> like, he a long. good game. <laughs>
1: like, been chopped in the first half. Just give him the assist. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I mean, so that is just so that's five goals and two assists in four games, seventeen goals and assists in the league, and twenty goals and assists in the league and the league cup in thirty-five games. So as much as we're saying Martin Boyle has not been at his best this season, and obviously he's been on fire the last handful of games. But I mean, twenty goals and assists in thirty-five games at Hibs for a player that's. Let's call him a forward because he's played wing back, winger, up front. I mean, I don't think we can it ask for much there. more than that from him, can we? I mean, seven goals starting centrally this season for me. I think I've meant to say it quite a lot. I like Boyle down the middle. Do you think we are seeing the best out of Martin Boyle through the middle? And just how important has Chris Cadden been in that um, in that transition to really get the best out of Martin Boyle?
1: I think he's been he's been huge because it's allowed Boyle a bit more freedom. He's not. It's not tied down to the right hand side of the midfield. Cadden can get up and down there. So allowed Boyle to be a bit more central, a bit more involved uh, in the kind of in the final third with, with being central and like he, he's absolutely smashing it, to be honest. He's I think he's had his critics this season, obviously, with the times that he's maybe not been at his best, but he's now shown the ability he has and absolutely blown away by him the last few weeks. He's just been unbelievable and you know that that's the type of play you need. You need someone who's energetic, who's willing to make the runs, who's willing to get hurt. I mean, he got hurt against St Mirren. The boy clattered him. He's hurt against Hamilton. He's he puts himself in those areas and and he works so hard for the team. You know, he obviously Jack Ross touched and he had had some issues a few weeks ago, but ever since he's come back into the team, he's he's been exceptional, unbelievable, and it's so good to see the best of him again. You know, I think for a few months a bit questioning. Where he was, and but now nah, it's so refreshing to see him back and, and firing all cylinders.
0: How did you like do 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 you like Boyle down the middle? Do you think do you think why why do you think he seems to be performing better than the middle? Do you think maybe centre halfs so are slower, maybe harder to pick up, harder to double up on him What do you think the main changes be? I think it's the whole system, because the way we play, like, we've kind of got the bodies everywhere, and then the fact that you've got that pace in behind, because Deutsch, every time you lump a ball forward, takes at least one, sometimes two players, so then that'll leave the space in behind. Then you've got Josh Doig and Cadden Bolland in the wings, so then it means that the fullbacks can't come inside and help cover oils runs through the middle. So, unless teams play three at the back against us, he's going to get space in behind every game. It's like... Because the thing is, I don't think there's a centre-back in Scotland that can match Martin Boyle for pace, especially running backwards. Um, So I think that with the current system we've got, that's why it's still productive. We're taking advantage of space all across the field um, and not many teams can actually do that effectively. Um, At the start of the season, we wanted Boyle tied down because we said he's our best player and then he refused to play for three months. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's back and I don't think it's unfair to say he's been our best player since he's actually started hitting his form again. Um, I've always seen him as like as as we've said, the right wing back, right wingers type, um, and then I've I've never really thought he had the composure. And um, Greg was talking about him composed on penalties earlier, but I never really thought he had the composure to actually go and go up front. But I I love eating humble pie; it tastes good. He's being Barry. <laughs> so, um, I the, but the thing is, it's not broken, so don't fix it. Um, I think just keep him up front unless he fizzles off, because Lennon, I think he went, he went well up front for a few months. And yeah, then, he had a spell in the championship, I think when. Was Jason Cummins injured, and he played up front with Grant Hall? Um, actually, I feel like he definitely. I feel like he scored against St. Mirren. I don't know why. That's I feel like I remember a goal against St. Mirren. What get against Celtic as well when he was playing up top? It was I, a, I, like five free game away at Celtic Park or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Boyle through the middle. And I always have, and I think if he's up front with the right, pick, I would agree that I would have. I I actually don't think he's that good as a right winger. Like I just don't think he gets enough space or enough opportunity. He's not going to beat someone one on one with skill. You know what I mean? He needs he needs room to get to the like knock it past him. Like I like him as a wing back or a striker. I don't like because it wing back he gets the ball deeper and he's got nobody in front of him. I'd, I think sometimes even when he plays right wing the full back can get in his way We like overlap and runs and then obviously they've got like the right back the right midfielder. But I really like him through the middle. I mean. Probably his best game last season on his comeback was Hearts Away when he played striker and Aberdeen at home when he played right centre mid of a diamond. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's shown that he's very effective in the middle of the park. And I think it's it's just different for opposition, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? When you've got you're you're just not used to having someone with that pace in the middle of the park. And yeah, I mean his composure, like. I think now, and I think obviously I was at Aberdeen. He had a couple of chances where Joel Lewis made really good saves. But if Martin Boyle runs through on goal, you you expect him to score. And I don't think, I don't think, in seasons gone past, you would say that. I think year on year, he's, he's got better uh, in terms of his goal output. Obviously, minus injuries and stuff like that. But I just. I think potentially Hibs fans and us, just like we're as Hibs fans, I think everyone was very harsh on him at the start of the season because we had such high standards of him. You probably, and at times we were very reliant on him eh, when we weren't playing like scintillating football. But I mean, the emergency, obviously bringing in Chris Cadden, Josh Doig, like, oh, we've said it for the last few weeks, but there's so much pace and directness and moving on a wee bit from Martin Boyle. I don't think Chris Cadden's been unreal but I love watching him play I love how direct he is I love that he just wants to get the ball down run forward and get balls in the box and I think that's what we missed him a lot sort of pre-Christmas and I think when people were saying Hibs were boring it wasn't because we were partly not like launching it forward like entertaining football doesn't need to be sexy football if that makes sense I think we're just playing with so much pace and power now and we're getting the ball forward. What? Just how good do you think Chris Cadden's been for Hibs?
1: He's been very good, I think you can see that. He's you get oh, stopped down the wing. Should
0: have what? scored two at the weekend. Should have scored two at the weekend. He was unlucky in yeah. the second half,
1: but. He's as well, but uh, <laughs> that one there. Um, I, th- I think I think he's been a massive signing for us. Um, he was good at Dundee United away. way. After he kept getting hacked down as well. Put, puts in a great shift. Always willing to run, always willing to take the ball, get you he, he can mix up as well, he can get the ball in early or he can be a bit mm-hmm. more direct and it makes it quite unpredictable for defenders, which is which is good. Um we've got we've got options, um the way that he plays, so anywhere down that right side is his to be honest, and it's gonna take something miraculous for it not to be his. Um but I want to get one a two and a half year deal as well.
0: I think it's crazy just how. I know Greg. You said it all season. I and Harry probably agreed with you, but we pretty much come to the conclusion that. But, right, isn't but you didn't want but, to
1: agree with me because. No we, would, no, we would not. We agree. We season.
0: would have. No, we would agree that three five two was, but we just didn't think we were going to see it. But it is mad how. And we have been this way since we came up. Really, for the championship, yeah. we are just a three five two team every squad that we've had suits 3-5-2. And I think what you're getting, I mean, you can. we've scored, what, two goals pretty much every game recently at least, but we're keeping clean sheets. And I think Chris Cadden and Josh Doig, they're giving so much more support to the back three than maybe what we were seeing previously as well. I think Cadden gives you more defensively than what a Boyle would at right-wing back, but probably you don't lose all that much in an attacking sense because you've still got Boyle out that it can drift out. Harry, is three five two 5 2 comfortably our best formation? Um, I'm, I'm still no... I just didn't really see... Uh, as a, like, I think that's the first game that I've seen, what do you call it, Boyle actually look an out-and-out striker. I think the games before he's kind of floated between striker and right wing. But I don't but, see Murphy right. as being part of a midfield three either. Like, he... I think me, it's like a three four like, one. 4 I'd still consider him left wing. So I, I, think, I, think, I, I think he's right in saying it's three at the back. I think that's that's clear to see. But anywhere for there, I still, I wouldn't call it a three-five-two myself, especially if you compare weird. it to. The
1: it's quite play.
0: similar. It's quite uh, similar to I think it was the first time we've seen it at the semi-final. Obviously, when obviously it didn't go according to plan, but it's quite. Do you remember when Chelsea won the league under Conte? And it was it like three-four-three, and they had Hazard. Can't remember who the yeah. other winger was, yeah. and like. It was like they had the one focal point and then it was like they were in like the nice pockets. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at it thinking it's 3-5-2 with Murphy in behind Boyle and Deutsch. But it's maybe, maybe more, a bit more sort of a that. 3, four, three, four, three yeah. sort of thing. But can, would this formation work with Kevin and instead of Christian Deutsch? Well, I was going to say, I think the reason that we're working so much is what you have touched on. The reason why it's not eye-bleeding to watch is the fact the amount of like how high the tempo was in the team. Because every time we get the ball, you get Cadden down the wing, you get Doig down the wing, you get the out ball to Doig to get the whole team up to pitch. Then you've got Boyle running in behind so the players can't attack Doig when he wins the ball. So then Irvin or Newell picks it up and then they ping it forward again. And then the reason it was working when Gogic was in the team is every time the opponents would it and come to our half, we'd get the ball back quickly. And again, we'd just be straight at them. So I think that the main reason this current system is working and the fact that Irvin and Cadden are working so well like having just signed is the fact that they can just up the pace of the entire team because we're not just playing football and being boring. We're just attacking folk and running right at them, and it's the exact type of Hibs that we want to see. Regardless yep. if it's three four three, three five two, I think it's just the fact that we're relentlessly trying to get the ball forward. It's the football that Hibs. Like I don't actually know how famous we are for it, but we like to say that Hibs have all been brand of football. But this is the type of football that we expect at Hibs, even if it's not what we've had much in our lifetime. But I, I'm loving it. I think it's Barry. We're actually coming on every week, and we've got four games coming up in the before the split, and I'm expecting Hibs to win all of them. Like I'm not got like we better win, but I'm actually feeling yeah. like we can which is mental to me, because if Hibs win more than two games in a row, I think something's gone funny in life. Eh? <laughs> and well, this is obviously, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the Malibu game. like in law say, but obviously this is our last home game b- before the, I believe, is that right, Aye, last home game before the split? Because uh, obviously we're going to have three away games on the spin with the Ross County game being slotted in. Um, but Greg, just as Harry touched on, you've been quite vocal uh, about how Hibs have played this season at times, and um, just how impressive have
1: you been with how we have played recently? Massively. I think we're playing with a sense of freedom, actually. Um, it seems like they've almost been given the freedom to play how they want, and you've seen that against Aberdeen. Um, I think Harry mentioned that Martin Boyle's not like an out-and-out striker. I thought against Aberdeen he did, to be fair, and, and, and obviously Harry mentioned that Murphy on the left. I think Murphy's got more than enough ability to to be more central. Um, he can pick the tight passes, the pockets of space, and we've just got we've just got so much ability in the team, and we're now seeing it really come up. Um, was well, it the cream always rises and and that that's what's happening at that's the moment. Right. <laughs> around that cliche pish, but yeah, I think uh, we, we, we've we we've hit form at the right time. There's been a reaction after the semi final which we wanted. I don't think we can ask for much more. The last few games, and do you know what, we've got so much momentum now going into the the final games and the split that the other teams don't. You know, it's only really us and Rangers and in the top six that have momentum at the moment. So that stands us in great stead, and and to get that second place.
0: Yeah, and speaking about momentum, obviously we want to keep that going. And at the weekend, we host Motherwell on Saturday. Um, Harry, just what are you expecting from this game? I well, the problem for me is the last time I was this confident for an opponent to be bad against Hibbs was when we played Ross County at New Year. Um, (laughs) Motherwell are in an absolute state of disarray, the same extent that I thought that Ross County were in. Um, I actually said to uh, my other group chat at the weekend that I thought that the two teams going down this year is going to be Motherwell and Kilmarnock I think. That oh, I'm I'm, I'm desperate for that to happen. I really am. Like, as, see if someone had yeah. said to me, "Oh, you'd want Hamilton to stay up," I'd be like, "Nah." But, I <laughs> I mean, I, I I really want Motherwell and Kelly to go down just because it would be a fucking laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, at least I, I I like it when like relatively big teams go down in two so then you actually get a decent championship in that. And it's Gordon
1: Sawyer's meltdown.
0: (laughs) 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 But in terms of this Motherwell team, um, their only threat is Alan Campbell. That Seedorf sometimes has a good game against us, but he's not been in the team much this season. Um, The new manager came and got a couple of good results. And then since then, Motherwell just... They've been getting battered. It's not the fact that they're losing um, that should concern them. It's the fact that they're getting hammered every week. And even though it's only by three goals, like... It's three goals going on six or seven. They're getting beat by. Yeah. Um, I think Greg's got the stats up because he's enjoying that, and Ewan's got a few stats for you as well as to why Motherwell are so crap at the moment. But um, here's some happy head stats. We've won f- four games in a row. What is that all about, man? Um, but yeah, no, nah, I think we've got a good run against Motherwell of late. So hopefully that just continues. Aye, so obviously four out of six points against Motherwell this season. I think the the, the home game uh, at the start, right at the start of the season. And we obviously suffered from being on Sky, as as we always do. And, <laughs> and then, but we were really, really good at, at Far Park. And like you said, they've just been absolutely ragdolled, 4-1 against Hamilton and 3-0 against St Johnston. Now, it doesn't just happen to bad teams getting beat 3-0 to St Johnston. It does happen to good guys too, because we've suffered that. <laughs> uh, and aye, they've not won at Easter Road since 2013. So this is all... Teeing up nicely for a one nil Motherwell win, um, but yeah, Greg, you've obviously um, you you've had a wee look into Motherwell and some maybe some of their problems. So what are you expecting um, from what the Steel Men at the weekend?
1: Uh, a lack of steel. Um,
0: <laughs> Yay!
1: <laughs> thanks for setting me up there nicely. And um, yeah, I think a lot of averages the the shots on goal if. They've let up over the last two weeks. You're going to get pumped. Uh, in total, it's 37 shots on goal in two games at home. Uh, yes. 22 against St. Johnson 15 against Hamilton. That is abysmal. They yeah, are
0: fucking
1: hell. clearly that. That is a lot. 37 shots on goal in two home games. On goal at like home. Nah.
0: What to- total shots? I think. <laughs>
1: I was going to
0: say, if it was on target, their keeper is on fantastic form. Um,
1: no, but I mean, if you're having 37 shots at goal against oh. you, then
0: yeah, you're problems.
1: going to concede a couple at least. You're on a
0: hiding or nothing, aren't you, right?
1: you are you? Um, you They've only scored once in two games. Uh, it was a penalty against Maribel. Uh Penalty scoring is not for everyone. It's not for the (laughs) cool guys anyway. Penalty Um, against Motherwell. Motherwell,
0: for Motherwell, (laughs) eh? Sorry.
1: (laughs) Motherwell scored a penalty against Hamilton um, after being 4-0 down. So, um, yeah, I think that I'm not expecting a lot from them, to be fair. Um, By what I've heard, they have got no creativity. They're very weak and... This is all set up for Hibs to absolutely steamroll them, and I'm not going to be negative and say, but it's Hibs. I'm going to be positive and say, but it's Hibs in this current form. Ooh. So yeah. that that is my take on things. We'll love
0: to hear it. Is that O'Donnell going to be out? Because I can he got a straight red against Hamilton. <coughs> so I don't know if it it's gonna be out. two
1: games? I think. Aye, I
0: think I he'll. Think he'll going, yeah. Aye, I think he'll yeah. still be out. Aye, it was straight red, so. Mm-hmm. No, it looks to, be it. Like, to be fair, when he's on form, he was class at Easter Road earlier in the season. Like, Aye, and that was his debut as well, wasn't it? I mean, Aye. this is the thing. Like, you look at their team at the weekend. I mean, Tony Watt was captain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he did score against Barcelona, and and that is all that he has on his <laughs> CV.
0: Captain, man, <laughs> Jesus, captain, fantastic, man. <laughs> 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 That's Barry <laughs> draw, like, he, see Tony
1: Watt he would, he would be on our bench firmly every week and he starts for them every week he's I think he's probably one of our top scorers which tells you all you need to know
0: mate I'd put yeah, Wallace so. Mercer on the bench over Tony Watt the boy's <laughs> useless man <laughs> just a wee, a wee side note as well uh, Alan Campbell was missing for them at the weekend Oof. as well so I mean don't bad? know I don't know if I don't know if he'll be back or what, but their team at the weekend was Liam. See, this is the thing, right? You look at this team and you...
1: Liam Kelly is a, is a, was a Liam, good goalie. L- Liam Kelly... I was missing as well, but that that doesn't... Liam, doesn't
0: so this mean... was their team. Liam Kelly, Jack Carroll, Ricky Lamy, Max Johnson, Tyler something. Robbie Crawford, no, I think he's a centre midfield like down south. Don't know the boy that was at trial I was or no trial but training. Uh Liam Polworth, Barry Maguire, Tony Watt, Chris Long and davanti Cole. Jake Hasty, Jordan Roberts, the boy for hearts, and Nathan McGinley came off the bench. Like
1: they, they, there's absolutely nothing there that like I don't recognise any of them. Apart from I recognise
0: like their front three and
1: pull Yeah the front three Liam Polworth Ricky Lamy and Liam Kelly. Other than that, not so a clue. You mean
0: half the Ken what well, that sounds like to me. Shut like up you because
1: you're talking about the bench as well. I don't <laughs> Jake Hasty and Jordan Roberts, but they're like, like ah, you, yes. Alan Campbell and Declan Gallagher are household names in Scottish football. They weren't a player, I don't know what's up with them, but this a is the, manager thing, the thing. A shite manager.
0: This is the family like you look at and this is where my confidence is coming from. And I think what Greg said, and he said, "But it's Hibs, yeah, aye, yeah, it's Hibs." But exactly, it's Hibs. We are beating these teams this season. We've only lost twice this season against teams that are outside the top four. And and any if their games weren't back to back, you wouldn't even think about them. You know what I mean? Like, or you or you would. You'd know they'd still be there as frustrations. But it was because they were back to back. That's why it's really. Like, you literally strip out the 2 games and we have not lost a game that you wouldn't think. Look, it's annoying to lose to Aberdeen. But that can happen. It's annoying to lose to Celtic and Rangers. But if you take out the 2 games, we have got rid of everyone else that we've needed this season. I had a couple of draws, but I think this Hibs team playing the way they are, the pace, the power, I don't know can handle us. I, I don't. I- they've shipped three to St Johnston, and they weren't even set place. Like, at least we kept them at set place. <laughs> <But, laughs> that's not really
1: a like, about to be honest, mate, but aye, I suppose.
0: <laughs> they got cut off. No, but David Willersman looked like fucking Prime Ronaldinho. Like, but for me, Hibb's team selection, what same again? Any changes? Like, I don't know, Kevin Nisbet in for Christian Deutsch, Scott Allen in for Jamie Murphy, anything any at all for me, nothing. I go same team mm-hmm. again.
1: What about you, Greg? I would say the same again. It's working. No need to change it. If you, I think if you go two goals up, though, that's time for Scott Allen to come on. Um, I think he needs games, so. Nesbitt as well, but to start with, though, no, I, I would keep it the same as. um Dodge is a pest up front anyway, so. Boyle as well, so yeah, I think they've got absolutely nothing to worry us, so I can't wait to sit here next Monday and unpick this. <laughs>
0: Harry, what about your Team selection, uh, same again? The very obvious change to make is we need to drop Josh Doig. We need Stevenson. We <laughs> <on. laughs> need Stevenson as uh, the marauder left-back. Uh, Left-wing back. Um, I, like, I wouldn't mind seeing Gogic come back and the... Like, For me, if Campbell was playing, I wouldn't mind seeing Gogich in the team because I think he would completely nullify him. I think that when he gets put on the one man, he normally does a really good job of quieting them down. Um, So I think he's, as I said, I think he's the only threat that could come out of that Motherwell team. Apart from that, I do think it majorly sounds like a championship team that you listed out when you said it there, which, sorry for jinxing us and letting us get beat 2-0. It wasn't my intention, but my intentions were good. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't think that if we keep the same team, we should have anything to worry about. Man for man, we match them and better them in every position. So, yeah.
1: That's Is including Paul Hanlon, by the way. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because when we kept Kevin Nisbet, I think everyone would expect him back in the team by now. Obviously, uh, we, we're on a really good running of form, but what did you make in Nisbet when he came on at the weekend? I thought he, he looked lively. had obviously got, I think, Couple of shots on target. We, you know, what I mean, we we're doing anything spectacular. I think it's a difficult game to come on in. The game was just sort of meandering. You know, what I mean, like we were two. we already two 0 up when he? Nah, it was one 0 when he yeah. came on. But it was one 0 when he came on because I actually noticed he looked fucking miserable when George Doyle scored. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, I thought he looked all right. And as. Is- Again, look, I, I love Christian Dodgers. I you know that I have spoken uh, enough on here about what he brings the team in terms of getting us up the park and stuff. But I have to have a deep and, game and like he, that day uh,
1: that you text me. And he, he, uh, since he has been class, but...
0: Uh, like, but, I mean, look, he very nearly and probably should have got a really good assist uh, from Chris Cadden at the weekend, but... Is there going to come a point now? Don't Boyle's obviously scoring goals, but is there going to come a point where we need to get Kevin Nesbitt back in the team because we can't keep relying on Martin Boyle to score goals?
1: Yeah, there that will become a say, point.
0: Because when was the last time Doyle even scored? Right, I was thinking about this and I couldn't remember what came first. It's either Motherwell away or Allo in the cup, and this might that might oh, be totally wrong, but I think they it was Because we've got bigger cup, bigger fish to fry, so it would have been Motherwell away. And I remember him scoring against Motherwell, and I was buzzing for him because I was like, Yeah, And it was such a good finish as well. It was a goal that Christian Doidge doesn't normally score, and I don't think he scored since then. I don't think he scored in January, and obviously, nobody scored, nobody scored over the sort of Christmas New Year period. Um, so, Why was that? Because we were humpy, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. And I, I, like I say, I, I really like Christian Doidge, but is that could this weekend be the time where we see Kevin but start? <laughs>
1: very possibly I think you put it right he does need to come in at some point Motherwell are struggling for form and this is possibly the best game to bring him back if we are going to um, in the near future so unless we totally change it up and just goes with three up front why no, fuck it <laughs> we we'll just play a 4-2-4. We'll just, we'll just shut everyone up top it.
0: oh. it's just It's an interesting one because obviously we've seen Joe Newell come straight back in and obviously I think everyone would say, yeah, Hamilton at home, that's probably a game where you thought we would have the majority of the ball. So again, Motherwell at home, we are probably going to have a lot of the ball, so do we need doyage as much in that game? But then again, you've got players like Dettling Gallagher, so maybe we do, maybe we do need that area. It'll be an interesting one. What are you to going be fair, he's, he's,
1: he's not played the last two weeks, so... Right, okay.
0: And what, what he's going what he's going for score prediction, I'll, I'll set. In fact, Hardy, did you get another score? Was that you nailed it again at right, the weekend? Just, so we should have been keeping tallies because that's genuinely about my seventh or eighth this season that I've got right. And that's actually pretty incredible. I've had one,
1: I think have oh. had a couple. As long you as you've, I've had
0: been two. I, I, you've had two, I've had one, but you have uh, perfect. Can I, I'm, taking can you nil. I'm taking two now. I'm taking two now. We are hips two now against Trevor like, we are this. Just- right. So, ha- Harry, you get to pick first. Greg and Ewan both get their scores. <laughs> in I've even attempted to right. say good one, lads. To be fair, you, you can't can go first right. because
1: it needs to be Ewan goes first because he's dead bottom,
0: lads. It's happening, it's finally happening. We're going to take a team, we're going to rip their pants down, and we're going to spank them. It's going to be five-note hips. We're going to spank them with a statement victory, like Greg. <laughs> yeah. I, love no a statement week, victory. I wish
1: we would actually have one. Okay.
0: I mean, I mean, we.
1: Aberdeen won. was like a statement, to be fair. And I mean,
0: we did, and, yeah. All I'm saying is, I would say we had back-to-back statement victories against Hamilton and Motherwell. Seven goals scored, two conceded, and mm. eh, none conceded. Only another five needed, Harry, to batch the total again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna take, I'm gonna take two now, Hibs, because I think Harry, you made I think you tweeted about it after the game on uh, on your own page on Saturday night. Hibs are scoring plenty of goals in terms of we are scoring two goals in the majority of games and, and we're looking really good at the back. So and rightly or wrongly, I don't think Jack Ross is the type of manager that I think it turned 0 up. He is like a, and I, like, I think this is right. By the way, like don't get me like. I think we've seen it since admitting. Like, don't fucking be stupid. Like, I'm not. I'm not I saying don't
1: be that, stupid. But when they're on the ropes, fucking crucify them. I?
0: Like I don't. I don't necessarily think it comes from Jack Ross, but I think it's also a sign of confidence in the team that the, I think the team know that when we've got a lead that let's just keep the ball and see the game out, and it's, it might not be everything that you want to see in life. But I think, yeah, 2-0 solid for me, Greg. Why are you going for 3-0 other than the fact that we beat them 3-0 at home last year, we beat them 3-0 at home early in the season, we beat them 3-0 at home the season before that? Like, what other reasons have you got?
1: I don't know. You and just a total guess based on the (laughs) amount of 3-0 wins. Um, uh, uh, So uh, I'll go for why they'll get no goals first. and It's all because of one man carrying another on his back and it's Darren McGregor carrying Paul Hanlon through the rest of the season. Uh, okay, absolutely um, love love to see the tackles where you wait on the opponent and then take both man and he ball. Even
0: took he never even took him. He fucking pulled you know, his arm it it out
1: to go off. Right. So the Hammy's geared up because it doesn't doesn't fancy it, right. So Hammy got scared they Darren
0: McGregor.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, to be fair, we've, we've been solid since he's, since he's come in. He's in the half, he's been crying out for all season, um, and he's been sitting on a bench. So thank you, Daz. We're going to score three because they're shite, and th- 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 that is the analysis concluded.
0: No bother. And Highby of the Week last week, um, that's just, that's no beat about the bush. It was an absolute procession for Neil. Can we get <laughs> you on the pod
1: to present him with a special Highby of the Week trophy?
0: Um, so. <laughs> I mean, Harry, just how proud are you of your badger there getting high B of the Week? I thought that was magic, eh? I was was pure buzzing with myself. I was like, what a guy is Mr Neo? (laughs) Well, to be fair, if you're struggling for Spotify tunes, go and just put a Neo mix on because he has got about six or seven corkers that you'll ken. like, he's got some bangers in the box. Like that's d- that's, d- that, that's proper like primary, primary school disco vibes, isn't it? Like Miss uh, like, <laughs> like, Independent. In well, we're saying primary school vibes, but Greg, that would be like prom vibes for you or yeah, yeah, Graduation
1: right. from university
0: right. vibes for Greg. Eh? <laughs> I'm
1: sick of this running joke that I'm somehow older by a long way. <laughs>
0: How old are you, Ian? 24.
1: No. Right. that's all we need but to know. I, so, so the eyes, it's, 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 it's
0: <laughs> Hey right, Harry, who get who gets your vote? Anyway, this week Specky Harry? who
1: gets your vote this week? <laughs> for slagging me.
0: Um, well, I think I'm actually you. You've you've touched it up pretty well for me there, Greg. To be honest, Gapped he's just big and he's handsome and he's completely.
1: Oh, thanks, Harry.
0: Rejuvenated the team. If it wasn't thanks to your cheek, I wouldn't have said him, but your cheek sold it in the river for me. So I'm going to give it to big Darren McGregor. I think he's been magnificent. And it, to be, We didn't even mention him when talking about how well he played this weekend. I thought he was brilliant um, the entire game against Hamilton. Didn't really put a foot wrong. It was actually another defensive player that made a mistake for the change. Um, But yeah, he covered well for them. And yeah, no, I thought he was magnificent. Yeah, and Greg, are sure
1: who are you going for, first of all?
0: Me, you want, you I, want could
1: me an, I could be an absolute bastard here because I know exactly who you're going for.
0: <laughs> See, be fair. See, be fair. Um, <laughs> it's one of them, right? You know who I'm going for. So if you vote for them, I'm going to do the rightful thing and try and get Martin Boyle. high. be the week? Because I don't know what the fuck we need today to do that. But um, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm you actually quite glad that
1: Harry took Darren McGregor so I can take Martin Boyle this week, and I'll have a go at getting him high be the Week, Yay, because we just need to keep rotating it until he wins it. <laughs> um, exceptional performance. Um, his his hairline, his, his hair's not looking great at the moment, to be on looking a bit thin on top. However, that doesn't mean he's not a good football player. Um, great finish for the first goal. The work, the work rate. Nah. No getting the assist was harsh, but Can I argue with his form lately, so I'm going to go for Martin Boyle?
0: I I mean, he has. Do you think he he must get February player of the month, right? Surely, in the league. I
1: I actually don't know what else he could do to get February February player of the month. Um, Perfect penalty of the
0: weekend. Jack Ross, manager of the month? I know we got beat by Rangers. I mean, Mm. is is Hibs winning four games and losing one more impressive than Rangers? Yes, one and four and draw. You know, anything
1: we do is more impressive than that.
0: <laughs> I fuck him. Good point. Um, um, no, for me, for me, I'm going to go for Josh Doig. Uh, Josh, I thought, I thought he was really good at the weekend and just a constant, like con- Harry? constant, constant threat up to the left hand side, and really, really deserved his goal. I think, um, and just, I know Harry touched on it how aggressive he is in terms of going forward. There's, what, 10, 15 minutes left at the weekend, and our left-back's heeding into an empty net for six yards out. That's very, very good, and it shows the intent that not only he has, but the team has, because Boyle's putting the ball in, eh, Cadden, Dodge, both backs, both strikers, and I think even Jackson Irvine were all in the box. I think, I think at times that's has that's the been the difference for me. But I thought Josh Doig was absolutely superb at the weekend and has been throughout the season. And hopefully the, the contract um, discussions don't take all that long and it's, that gets um, signed sealed delivered.
1: His run against Kelly it was impressive as well. I think it was like 60 yards he ran, full pelt yeah. into the box. That's what you love to see for your left back, Perfect. as long as it doesn't get dropped.
0: He's been very, very aggressive in terms of in a good way. You know what I mean? Like very yeah, in, yeah, the face yeah, of, in the face of opponents. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this week's nominations Josh Doig, Darren McGregor, Martin Boyle. That's, that's a solid, that's a solid good. When was the last, when was this last time we didn't have a piss take nomination? And <laughs> <Four or laughs> weeks ago. I'm on the podcast. But I, I don't think that's ever happened.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually thought I was a wee bit out there with the nomination last week, but Harry took took the biscuit.
0: So I mean, I'd fucking dread it. Was he even on the bench? By the way, Is he? I, I just, I just it was on the bench. Was yeah. he on the bench? Right? Anyway, yeah. right. It still exists, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it's comeback season. It's eight six to Greg. Yes, it's time. It's Harry's high B quiz. Yeah,
1: just keep letting you win, because when you win, Hibs win. So maybe I'll just <laughs> chuck it this week again.
0: <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Harry's high B quiz. This is a quiz that is vaguely Hibs-related, vaguely whatever goes on in my head gets asked to the boys. But as Ewan said, it is, Greg, eight, Ewan, six, so a two-game advantage. But anyway, let's get fired straight into it. Four years ago today it was one of my favourite Derby wins ever, with pumped hearts 3 one, but it was free one going on about ten nil. But one thing that got touted after that game um, is it was the best sunshine on leaf rendition of all time. What is the best Derby atmosphere you think you've ever experienced? And include you can include like pre-game or after-game stuff as well. So best Derby atmosphere you've endured.
1: Natural um, order game. I mean, Scott yeah. Allen scored in 2 0 win, that was unbelievable. And do you know what? The best part of that was a photo of. Sorry, yeah.
0: I would quick try to quick do quick fire, I'm You
1: rattled. can finish that off. You can finish that.
0: I'll talk about the photo. Um, yeah, off.
1: just the photo of the Specky non standing there and the natural order banner in the background. Harry's
0: it's not a <laughs> photo.
1: <laughs> Well, no, uh, behave. <laughs> for, for,
0: for, for me, I mean, I'm going to go with the away game uh, under... Oh, oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to go for the hecky one. Darryl Horgan double. Uh, away end was bouncing. Had to Greg uh, a little bit of backstory here. Missed the first half. No, we can't. Go... We
1: can't. We can't. We can't. This is a family podcast. We can't. We can't...
0: <laughs> just call Just call Harry a fucking nonce.
1: All <laughs> oh, right, you
0: called them a nonce.
1: Um, yeah, basically, I was a bit worse for wear. I didn't have breakfast after and... a te-
0: after an absolute tear up in the Rosebud, as usual before game. Uh, yeah, um, it took, it, took it way too far. So there was four of us. Two of them got escorted out at half time. I then had to find Greg, at uh, in the, in the toilets at Time Castle at half time, having missed the entire first half, fell asleep at his in Whitey in Time Castle, <laughs> got a pie and a bottle of water, did him, and we were out for days. So it was all right. And then
1: Horgan took <laughs> the second, in and out. Was that
0: was it. Can fought- you confirm or deny? Have you ever spewed at Time Castle? Me, I have not. Oh, You've disappointing. It, like... Greg, Greg, the podcast is two for free. We need to get you and spewing it, Tiny. I've done it before as well. <laughs> yeah. you no know, you know eating before drinking it, a Tiny Sesh needs. Food no, we always, I know, we know. I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I, I hold it pretty well, other than on Friday night just past when I spewed in oil. The uh, first, so bad, mate. But see
1: the, see, the amount we were drinking that day was genuinely worrying and <laughs> a joke.
0: All right, but lads, we, we are doing the longest quickfire fire ever. <laughs> but anyway, in my head, I did have a home one and an away one, and you did name them both, so therefore you both get a point. I don't think that's unfair. Anyway, moving into question two, we're sitting at one each. By the way, just to confirm, if you've not heard this quiz before, points kind of get given and taken as I please, that's about it. But in January, we were all buying on about how we needed X player, Y player, etc., etc. Who is the one name of a player that you want Hibs to sign in the summer at the moment? So, I don't want a position, I want an actual player. Jason Kerr. Bastard.
1: Alan Campbell.
0: (laughs) Wow. All right, all right, all right. Well, right. Pick one more each, because that's that's nice. Coin flip one each. I'll let you go, unless you want to just stick and take a point each on that one. I like McCann. Joe Newell. New contract. Sign a new contract. Like you can what well, you're just going to hit off the firing range all right you're getting up two points each for that because that was that was very quick from both of you just I'm shooting, shooting you for off. the hit ken <laughs> I, I was thinking to be fair we didn't touch it but hakim Odifin for hamilton was unbelievable i thought he was really good on saturday and he get that score down but anyway you i signed again? him on football manager Mate, i signed him and i sold him to sheng Wei or something in china for like eight million had a great time Anyway, moving on, we're going into question three, and we're sitting at three. Oh, these are both having a good high, quiz, well, in lads. But anyway, Martin Boyle's on fire. Um, had a great start to season. Had a eh, middle of the season. Had a great whatever part of the season we're in now. Last year, Doyle had an awful start to season, then went absolutely ham bony for the rest of the year. Who, apart from those two, is the patchiest Hibs player you can think of in terms of their form? Patchiest, coming? oh. It can be striker-wise, or it can be just any position in the field. Most people I'm tend gonna, to strikers. I'm yeah. going to be really, really controversial here. John McGinn, he had spells where he was fucking garbage. Let's be honest. Like, uh, not. that. that. But when he was, don't get me wrong, six games, unreal, three, shite, and then six, unreal, again. Like, uh, but John McGinn.
1: Dylan McGeoch.
0: true as well uh, he's he's a normally i get one of you's doing really good at these he's just fucking piggyback he's just piggybacked off me there though because i've said john again so he's been oh Oh. who else was in that that
1: piggybacking can i have an opinion with you
0: christ these are both hitting hard this or all right well you can well i think i've got i've got two good questions i think these will get wrong anyway all right so we're actually using this is mental. We're going into question four and you're on four points each. After three questions, you are actually both above the points. This is this is unbelievable. Steve. Your answers are being good. All right. One of you is fall off the peg, because I'm getting stressed here to actually pick it. So you've both got the point for that, because again, two good answers. This is a cracking question, and if you don't give me a good answer, I will have a hissy fit. So Wayne you Street Striker, when strikers coming back. Derek yeah. riordan the host oh. for one season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I got a bit excited as well. <laughs> what
0: The only players eligible are the current Hibs squad. And it can go to the younger years as well. Which Hibs player wins Derek Riordan's Street Striker Hibs edition? Jamie Gullen. I reckon he's got yeah. an absolute... Jamie Gullen, I reckon he's got an absolute, like, ping on him and, like, quite nimble footwork in that because they had to like dribble it through and then they had to like peg it through the tires and that. I'm gonna go for Jamie Gollum. And he's still quite young as well, so he wouldn't really like, too much an arsenal on it either.
1: <laughs> I'll say Josh O'Connor, purely for his dad's performance on the match the other week. What a guy <laughs>
0: Yous are doing so well. I pick you's up. My big question, and yous both give me a crap answer. I can <laughs> he He's put us under we've too much pressure. Like, we've got Jackson Irvin, who can touch a feather down for a NASA. But it's it's so a young boy, is it? Oh. It's a young boy, it? It's on called Soccer. It's also called Street Striker. Aye. Neither Does of them can hit. Aye. Aye, but neither, aye, but they can't even hit the back of the net. Never mind, feed it through a tyre. <laughs> you can, well, I'll not deduct points, but you're certainly not getting a point for those answers. You're getting close to getting deducted a point considering we've never even seen Josh O'Connor need a football pitch. That I was said just, Jamie Gullen. But, aye, and Jamie Gullen, he gets even less time than Nisbet post transfer request. So, <laughs> Christ, he's. <laughs> All right, so 4 all. that sounds a bit more normal. So 4-4, we're going into the final question. We're going to be harsh here. We're picking a winner on this question. Obviously, big Boris Johnson goes to his podium and he's like, lads, we're wanting to get fans back in the game. When the calendar returns and you personally get that one game, say you even get one game the next season, who do you want to be or where do you want to be when we're playing? Stadium, opposition, go for it. Some absolutely ridiculous Greek away team in the Champions League qualifying rounds. Let's go! <laughs> if I
1: say anything similar, I'll be accused of piggybacking. Um, genuinely, right now, I actually don't care. I would take a shite away day at Aberdeen or something because I just want to get back, and that day in Aberdeen was, was very silly. That was the first day I met <laughs> Harry as well, so a bit of sentimental there as well.
0: Oh, all right. Go I'm gonna, right, I like that answer, but you and we need some clarification. You're not allowed to say Asterisk, Triplis, or AEK Athens, or Panathinaikos, or Olympiakos. Well, it's not gonna be anyone else because they're Pout. not gonna. <laughs> Which Greek team that's small and random would you like that way to be to? And it can't be one of the main four teams that I've just mentioned. <laughs>
1: I've got the a great show and I, I can link it back to Hibs and everyone. So, I, you, no,
0: you can, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the perfect answer. I don't if, know the if name you of the, any, You can all give either. <laughs> I don't know the name of the team, but whoever Slivka plays for because I'd obviously be travelling with my good friend Greg and I know that he's got serious withdrawal symptoms from uh, our good old mate Vikintas Slivka, who I did not rate, but I know he liked him a lot. So, <laughs> so let so <laughs> what I would so what I would like to do is Hibs to go absolutely fuck him up. Beat them like 4-0 Oof. and turn around to Greg and say, get fuck it up you, I told you he was shite. <laughs> well, Greg, what was, the, was that the team that you were going to suggest?
1: It's not. It's definitely not. Um, a certain man um, we've uh, we interacted with, shall we say, on Twitter um, a few weeks ago. Um, Ewan's looking very confused, which I love. So the team I is know. Aris Thessaloniki. De- and a certain Francis Dicko played for them. Oh! Um, so, yeah, he, he interacted with us on Twitter the other week. So that, that would be... that. That's a team I could link it back I to. I wish
0: I'd said French or Spanish or fucking anywhere. Just, and just Greek. I just said Greece. You can... Well, I thought the obvious one would have been, like, a crappy, easy win at home at I Easter was, I was going for that. I was thinking, like, Hamilton just at home. A, so we'd really just want to be at Easter Road. That's the main one you want to go basically, to. That's what I was basically, basically, yeah, I just wanted seen to Harry's
1: face and remembered I've been away. I basically
0: just wanted to say we're getting second. I to be, to be fair, I think that just on the basis that Greg gave a better answer for Ewan than Ewan gave for Ewan, Greg, you have won this week's high B quiz. The score is six nine. No, hold on, I don't you've been good on you've been good on all season. You've been going on all season about how getting Europe's the most important thing. There's nothing better right. than away days with Hibs. This, that, and the next thing about Europe, and you choose going to fucking Patondri. Right, you, you, you need to go and have a word with yourself. You need to go and have a word with yourself. Unknown destination in Greece. Going to unknown destination in Greece. How am I supposed to book my plane? Just Tell me that. Flight and happens and fucking minus figure point. It out. Minus <laughs> point. E. Greg, you won by two points. There you go, attacking me for no reason. Oh, my gosh. Is that
1: that comeback season off then?
0: No, we've still still nine games left. Listen, speaking of comeback season, Hibbs coming back for the Champions League. We never touched it earlier. Should be touching it quickly. I think it's going to happen. I said last week, Uh, I said last week that I think it could happen. and I I even said, it wouldn't surprise me if Celtic lost at Ross County. And you both said, Celtic are on good right. form, Celtic are this, Celtic are that. Celtic are shite. I'd <laughs> like... kind
1: of off for of that game, and if Ryan Christie hadn't put the ball into orbit, into Mars, chasing that fucking thing that's on Mars at the moment, <laughs> then it might be a draw. I'm curious um... as to see
0: what will land first, Celtic wishing him a happy birthday on Twitter, or the fucking ball.
1: <laughs> can I can I, can I just say If my manager conducted an interview like that, like Lennon did last night, I'd be appalled. But then again, Hibbs can't get any better than Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon, the same guy that was laughing after the defeat of Ross County, with Rangers three wins, uh, three wins away from the title, and he's laughing about a defeat of Ross County. So Hibbs clearly cannot get any better than Neil Lennon. He's a charlatan. He's a nobody. He's a loser. Hey, but now
0: nah, I think we've got a good chance. I think. I think, I think seven. I wins, does it? Yeah. I, wins, I think seven. look, let's be honest, we we'd need to we would really need to go. And it would be coupled with the form that we're on the now, an unbelievable finish to the season. But
1: We've got them at home as well in the split. Let's so. look
0: let's just look after look after ourselves and one game at a time ho- cliche. Just I uh, uh, aye and so, Hibslin on Saturday, let's just assume that that happens. Hypothetically, Celtic Park, Aberdeen versus Celtic. What result are you wanting?
1: A defeat for both teams. <laughs> I, I, I would take a draw because we've still, we've still gained on them both and nobody's made any real I think, advantage. I think I'd it, draw, so.
0: I, it's one of them. I think the worst result is a, a, Celtic win. a Celtic win in a weird way, as much as we'd beat sure. I think it's win-win-win. If Celtic win and we win, then we're might, like we're plenty ahead of Aberdeen. What about you, anyway, Harry? What about you? Um, the thing is, we can afford for Celtic to draw once, but because their goal difference is so superior, we can't afford much more than that. Like we need, like I'd rather than win it just so the maths is easier to make because I'd be gutted if we somehow finished on a Lost the same on goal points, difference. or that. because that'd be that was crap when it happened against Rangers. So, um, if we were to finish above them on points, that'd be ideal.
1: i goal difference to Aberdeen's pretty good.
0: I know, but like, I, so I'm not right. like, if we finish on the same points as Aberdeen or somehow Livingston, I think we, we're we fine. Because I don't think we'll goal.
1: falls ahead of Aberdeen.
0: we need I to think, get look, I, think, six, I don't think I, that's going to happen. I think there's, uh, look, I said last week that I think there's a chance that we do it in. Celtic's result against Ross County just emphasises that. As long as we just need to take care of ourselves, like Harry said earlier, we've got a good running fix just coming up, albeit three of them are away from home on the spin going into the split. If we can take, look, okay, I'd love to say 12, and I don't think there's any reason why we couldn't take 12, but even if we take 10, I think you're just going to have pulled away for Aberdeen and made up some ground on Celtic. So, and then well, if we're within touching distance going into the split, which I would say is nine points. Aye, fuck it. Let's go with nine. Anyway, <laughs> boys, hopefully we've got the Champions League music next season. If not, it looks like we're going to be guaranteed. There's a fair chance that we're going to be guaranteed group stage football or Champions League football. So it isn't a half bad being a Hibs fan right now. And I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us again. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> We'll